Greetings, fellow geeks. I'm Chris Melvin, one of the hosts of the Geek Peak Podcast, where we make it our mission to take you to the summit of pop culture with the best content recommendations from around the interwebs. Whether that's a new show you've slept on, your next favorite movie you're on the fence about seeing, a new track that jams, or what your next happy hour cocktail is going to be, the Geek Peak has you covered. Available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. For Nerds by Nerds Production. Welcome back to the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. My name is Josh. Today we are diving back into May Marvel Movie Month. We took a break last episode and did Friday the 13th Part 3, but we're coming back strong with a sequel to a movie we did last year during May Marvel Movie Month. We are doing Blade 2. Uh, and with me today is one of... How do I want to word this? <laughs> Carefully. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the biggest supporters of our show and an amazing podcaster in her own right. And one of the best voices in podcasting. It's so lovely. Please welcome Ray from Not Before Coffee to the show. Hey, everyone. Nice to be here. I'm really Yay. pleased to be here and talking about a pretty cool film, to be fair. Yeah, we all love vampires. So what episode yeah. to do? We will definitely get into this. I like this movie, but I like the first one better. <laughs> oh, I love the first film. Uh, I, I too, have a thing about vampires anyway. Always have done. I yeah, think we had since... a long conversation last week about Buffy. Yeah, and The Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah. my, my, my introduction to vampires was The Lost Boys when it actually originally came out. So, yeah. I just saw, a, I tweeted, I retweeted a post yesterday that was, all in the theater at the same time was RoboCop, Predator, The Lost Boys, and oh, I can't remember what the fourth one was. RoboCop. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's crazy that they all existed at the same time. The funny thing was, it was 87 was a really good year for movies. And I was talking about this with a friend, and Lost Boys wasn't as big a box office hit as people thought it was going to be. And it was actually beaten by a film I'd never even heard of, Summer School. Oh, really? yeah, with Mark Harmon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gibbs from NCIS. <laughs> I know, but that apparently beat it in the box office. Yeah, it, which is weird because, like, Lost Boys is the type of movie you think would become a cult classic. And it's like, I wouldn't even consider it a cult classic now. Now it's just like a classic because everybody yeah. knows Lost Boys. But Summer School is kind of a cult classic. Like <laughs> only a few people love that movie. Yeah, I've, uh, one of my friends absolutely loves it and I'd never heard of it. But then for me, 87 was Dirty Dancing and Lost Boys. Such a good year for movies. It really <laughs> the was. Year I was born. So I'm always like, <sighs> the year I was born, the music sucked, but the movies are great. <laughs> you say that lost boys has a really good soundtrack it does have a good soundtrack yeah anyways <laughs> we watch a movie <laughs> and we can talk about all this stuff while we watch it because we don't strictly talk about the movies and you don't have to watch along out there if you don't want to if you've seen blade 2 before you'll know what we're talking about and like i said we're not going to strictly talk about the movie so uh i'm watching this on hbo max how are you watching this ray and i'm just i'm just watching it on my computer because yeah. i had the dvd so yeah. I burnt it onto my computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. 
All right. Yeah, but we are we are paused at the zero second mark, and on three, we'll all hit play together. One, two, three, play. What's the buffering? All right. I'm going to go ahead and assume the answer for this question, but did you see this in the theater? That's something I like to ask every once in a while. I actually did. Yeah, so did I. I, I, saw, I saw all of them in the theater. Oh. I have very fond memories. I think I saw the first one in the cinema about three times. I said I have a thing about vampire movies, and I do, so... Yeah. I feel like I, I think I didn't I saw the first one right when it came out on VHS. I didn't see it in theaters. But I saw the second and the third one on theaters. Ew, and cats running through your hospital. Yeah. Well, cats are they do say that cats well, most animals are quite pleasant for people who are sick. Depends on how they're sick though, I suppose. And yeah. these have got some serious disorders. <laughs> I find it really funny here, though, because Luke Goss, who plays the, the lead baddie, actually was a heartthrob when I was a teenager. He was in a, a band with his identical twin brother. Oh, really? Yeah, he was in a band called Bros. There were him, his brother Matt, and a guy called Craig, who everybody forgets. <laughs> but they were identical twins, bleached blonde hair, leather jackets, and heavy chains. I he's like a Guillermo del Toro. So hard to say his name. Yeah, he's like a lucky charm of his because he's in Hellboy, Hellboy two. two as well. Yeah. yeah, and he's the misguided bad guy in that too. Yeah, yeah, he plays pretty much the same character except his jaw doesn't open up and he eats people. <laughs> yeah, and he's not a vampire in the other one, is he? No, I don't. I don't like his vampire in this movie. Like, they do have a very. They have so many different mythologies in this. In the first one, they'd set up a very clear, defined mythology with the vampires. And in this one, it's very, very different. It's kind of like he's one of the first and he's freaky. And Hello, Freddy Krueger inspirations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen this one. I don't even understand why he's a different type of vampire. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> He's one of the origin vampires, though, isn't he? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it in forever. I feel like something happened and he was like mutated, but I don't remember what it was. And that's very, very blatant arterial spray. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Explodes all over the wall. Yeah, it's, that was an explosion. It's almost like they're hate to use the word, but they're Nazis. They've yeah, made they look them like out. They, they really do, especially the um, the one with the guard with the gun. He was very Nazi. Hang on. It's almost like he's not a vampire at all, because he's just said he hates them. Yeah. Yeah, don't... I don't know. Like, in that, like, the weird shit in his mouth, like, but then later it's just his jaw opening up. 
Yeah, it looks like almost like alien. Isn't he? He's kind of like the creature from the aliens. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is very much like a. Yeah, it's very kind of inspired like by that. See, they shouldn't. They shouldn't show clips from the first one, because <laughs> like, it's one of those things they talk about all the time. Like, these movies look completely different. Like, because like there were it's it's partially budget, but it's also the fact that like filmmaking changed from the late 90s to the early 2000s like yeah. in a very big way like everything became digital and like cgi became more prominent and stuff so the first one is very like nitty-gritty and like it's like a 90s movie <laughs> like well yeah but, it was a 90s movie but i think yeah. everything changed with the matrix didn't it yeah it is the exact same thing as like from matrix one to matrix two is the yeah. same exact thing as blade one to blade two like yeah. they look that same type of shiny different and i hate it i don't like it like that like if this looked and was shot the same way as the first one i would love it like i would love it even more i think it has a good concept yeah yeah it's just the it is like and it, it there's something about hit del toro's films i don't know if he just like like what it is like artists like directors will a lot of their movies will like look the same and it's like what is that is that like a like a love of a certain type of camera or film type or what because like or it's just they use the same production house because i don't know like well this looks just like hellboy like this this like if hellboy jumped down right now it would be believable (laughs) yeah it's a very the thing is (sighs) The thing with this, though, it's very, very, this kind of film is very different when you think about the fact that he also did Pan's Labyrinth, and that has a totally different style all over again. Yeah. And to be fair, Pan's Labyrinth is one of my all-time favourite films. And why does he look like Bill Bailey? (laughs) (laughs) One of my only issues with, with Del Toro is that, like, a lot of his creatures always tend to look the same. That's because he uses the same people to play them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like the little creatures, like the the tooth fairies in uh, Hellboy Two. Yeah. And then like the the creatures in Pan's Labyrinth, that like, and then like the little creatures that are in Pacific Rim, like at the yes, end when they go through the true. portal, they all look exactly like like squinty little eyes, big heads. That death is dis- disappointing, though. Yeah, that is true. I preferred the death, as you said. I preferred the deaths in the fil- in the first film. Yeah, it's this- too much CGI. Yeah, whereas the other one, there was that blood and gore, and you could see it all. One of my favorite scenes in the first film is in the nightclub. Yeah, yeah, it's that- one of the best openings ever. Yeah, that is one of the best scenes. There's something and it also, about it. It also establishes like why they're scared of him. Yeah. In this, they just kind of tried to make him like Batman, gadget-wise. And like, act like, oh, he's just a good fighter, so that's why people are scared of him. But it's like, his name is supposed to carry like clout. Like, he is supposed to be like, feared as a dangerous man. But they're depending on the fact that people watched the first one. Yeah. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of franchises make. Because, okay, so it's continuing a story, but at the same time, you should be able to dip in and dip out of a film. 
Yeah. Or dip dip in and dip out of a franchise, possibly. Is, yeah, it is true. Like, I have a very big problem in movies with the fact that, like, a lot of directors, they'll make th- just make three films. And then they're like, oh, this is my trilogy. I only wanted to make a trilogy. But it's like, you didn't make a trilogy. You just made three movies. Like, mm. the, there's no... Like, The Lord of the Rings is a trilogy. What starts in the beginning finishes at the end of the third movie. Yeah. Like, there's no overarching story here. Like, there's no... We set something up in the first one, and we didn't pay it off till the third one. You just made three Blade movies, and there are, like... There is a little bit of carryover storyline. Yeah, Whistler is the main carryover storyline in all of that, which even carries over into Trinity. Yeah. Though the carryover to Trinity was just don't even get me started. <laughs> okay. Which I can't believe that Chris Christopherson is such a great actor in this. And then like he still but he still doesn't like do much acting. And it's like, how are you this amazing in this, but you don't do a ton of movies? Like you found your calling here. <laughs> Oh, look again, CGI. And it's Bill Bailey. (laughs) He really does look like Bill Bailey. Yeah. But he has the big gun exactly like Hellboy. (laughs) And even the the cellar looks a tiny bit like the headquarters that they use. Yeah. Coat's amazing, but... See, I don't. I like his outfit better in the first one too. Like, why does he have like these are custom made like medallion things on, like clasping his bulletproof vest together in this that's covered in leather? Like in the first one, he's just in a SWAT vest and a black leather trench coat. <laughs> he's turned into Thor. That's what it is. Yeah, basically. They, yeah, they they like franchised him out. Like, I feel like this was like to make toys, but it's like this isn't a kids movie. <laughs> Yeah, I that's the, I think that's the problem. It was that whole Marvel thing. They'd had I can't remember. I read an article somewhere about how this film had actually saved Marvel in general. So maybe it was that whole oh we can make this is going to be a great kids toy. We'll make a Funko Pop out of this, though they weren't around at that point. <laughs> um, and this will be a great collector's piece. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're making like three hundred dollars statues and shit out of the, out of this, like a one eighth replica of Blade, yeah, it would be very detailed. But <laughs> like, I don't it, think I mean, that's gonna buy that. His blade is stunning. He is great. He is a great as Blade. Like, yeah, oh, I did hear that he was an absolute nightmare to work with on the third film. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. If he was like really feeling the pressure of the whole IRS thing that was going on, probably it was shortly after that that he he went to jail. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the third. I'm thinking of the third one with the cast, and they had Dracula, and it's like, oh my god, they're really reaching now. Yeah, and that that actor, I, he's in a lot of stuff, and he's not the strongest actor. Dominic Purcell. Yeah, he's one of those guys where his voice always sounds ADR'd. Yeah, because he was in Prison Break, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in Prison Break. He's in Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. 
he was on the Flash for a little bit. As a bad guy, yeah. if I recall correctly. But I've always been like confused by this. Like Whistler was turned into a vampire, but he was never like fully turned, so they were able to turn him back into a normal person. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Like, why? Why would they have him? Yeah, why? He... A, why would they keep him? And unless they were using him to get Blade, but at the same time, he's just decimated everybody that was around there. <laughs> So With ease. He's not even sweating. Yeah, I know. It's, but he's about remember he's part vampire, would part vampire sweat. That's true. He casts quite a dominating figure. And why is he wearing leather trousers? Yeah, why would he have pants? Why would you take his shirt off but you didn't take his pants off? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or you took his pants off to put him in leather pants. Yeah. He was wearing blue jeans when he got bitten. <laughs> Yeah, so it's made him really comfortable in there. Because I can't imagine there's anything less comfortable than wet leather. Yeah. And it would stink. Yeah. Now, this always makes me laugh because it's a very young... Norman Reedus. Yeah, Norman Reedus. Very young Norman Reedus. He's very, like, kind of annoying in this movie. Because he's a, he's a little too like Eddie Furlong. He kind of acts like Eddie Furlong. Hey, that, do you know, that's who it reminds me of. I was watching it thinking, he reminds me of somebody who is Eddie. Yeah. It's kind of like he put on this facade of, oh, that's who I am. He decided yeah. that was his identity or something. And that's how yeah. he was inspired into the role. It's, exa- it's exactly how he acts. He acts like grown up Eddie Furlong. <laughs> That's not necessarily the greatest inspiration ever. No. <clears throat> and he's an arse in this. Yeah, he is. He is a real dickhead. He looks like he's about 12. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, like, besides The Walking Dead, he still hasn't, like, even with how popular he is on The Walking Dead, you would think he'd be this huge star, but he really doesn't do much else. It'd be safe. I mean, that's the thing. You look at quite a lot of the actors who were supremely popular in that kind of show, and they haven't made it outside of TV. Yeah. Because the guy who was in Lost, who played, oh, what's his face? Josh. Oh, Matthew Fox? No, not Matthew Fox. I mean, he'd started in TV and he's forever going to be cursed to TV. The guy who played um, the one that everybody had a crush on. The blonde one, whose name I can never remember. Was it what's his name? Sawyer. Sawyer. He's one of the hobbits, right? No. He looks like he is, but no, he wasn't in Lord of the Rings. He hasn't. He hasn't really made it in movies, but he did Colony. Oh yes, yes. That was Sawyer, right? Yeah. They kind of act um, like he's yeah. a pretty boy, but he still looks like a middle-aged man. <laughs> yeah, he, but he never made it beyond TV, really, either. Yeah, it's kind of like It's almost as though if you're popular in a TV show, you're not going to really make it outside of TV. Yeah, I mean, that used to be like a fucking code. Like, you did not transition ever. 
Like back in the day, you were either a TV star or you were a movie star. Oh, that, but, that's definitely the way it is here. Like here, it's a little different now. I mean, no, I mean, Norman Reedus started as in movies and then transitioned to television because he was in this. He was in he was in the Boondock Saints. Um, what else have I seen him in? He was in he was a coroner in fuck. What's that movie called? Uh, got Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. American Gangster. He's the he's a coroner in that, and he's all like chunky. And then he was in The Walking Dead, and he was skinny again. I was like, "Oh, thank God, he got back in." <laughs> he was in Charmed. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's—I mean, he has done a few few movies because he was in Vacation, though probably Blink and You'll Miss It, and Triple Nine with Anthony Mackie. I wanted to see Triple Nine. It's on Netflix. I, I think I still might watch it. Yeah. So he's—I mean, he has been in a few films. But it's been, it's almost like he's not blinking, you'll miss it so much as uh, he's okay, but there are others that are better looking, maybe. Yeah. And in film, they do, in film, they tend to look for that far more when they're looking for a leading man. It is true. Yeah. But he is, Hello. like, ladies seem to love him, which is, is odd because he is grungy, but... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I guess he purposely looks that way. Given a choice, I'd have Chris Christopherson <laughs> over Norman Reedus. But then he was pretty good when he was in A Star Is Born with Barbara Streisand. Yeah, yeah. People loved him in the in the seventies and eighties, mm. and then like I. Knew as a kid, knew him from the first Blade, and then like found out that he had been like a country singer and an actor yeah. before and stuff. And I was like, "Holy shit!" I know it's it's quite weird when you think that though. When you look at all of the actors, I'm trying to think. I mean, Wesley Snipes had had a big career before he'd done Blade. Yeah, yeah, Blade. Blade like he did these three Blade movies, and then. He got in a tax problem, and it just, like, killed his career. He was, like, one of the biggest actors in the world. Yeah, I'm trying to think. He's done something recently. He was in a sequel to something, and I'm thinking, what was he in a sequel to? Which is really annoying, because it was recent. <laughs> oh, he was in Coming to America, the sequel. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I still need to watch that, but, yeah, I saw him in the trailer. I haven't watched it, and I won't. <laughs> people, some people said it was bad. My co-host said it was really good. Yeah, I've spoken to too many people that said it was just a money machine. That's all they wanted. They all they made it for was ego and money making. It's like, yeah. Ugh. I mean, when you get Amazon money, that's got to be hard to fucking turn down. Oh yeah, I think so. I think that it. I think anyone, if they say, "Oh, Disney Plus has offered me this," or Netflix has offered me this, they're not going to say, "Well, you know what? Sorry." I mean, even. Uh, I don't know. Even De Niro and everyone else is gonna not say no to Netflix. Yeah, I know Martin Scorsese talks so much shit nowadays, but then he did the fucking Irishman on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Because nobody else was gonna pay that kind of money for that for a film of that length. Yeah, four hour long movie no one cares about. I get real fucking pissed when people say like when fucking 
Martin Scorsese talks shit about superhero movies and stuff. It's like, yeah. go fuck yourself. Exactly. Like, it's purely because they make more money than his stuff does. Yeah, if this was happening in the late 70s, early 80s, when you were, or even in the 90s, when you were at your fucking peak, maybe I'd take what you're saying under consideration. But it's like, nobody stays good forever. And you don't, like, if you don't think superhero movies are good, then you're just not, like, keeping up with the times. And you're not, like, like there's nothing wrong with that type of cinema. Like, it is, it is higher brow than like 80s action movies but people try to act like it is that like you're not going to tell me that fucking chris evans is a bad actor or robert downey jr like how many academy award-winning actors do you need to be in superhero movies before you say that they're real movies you think about that's the thing you think about it with um robert downey jr scarlett hansen and jeremy renner all of those are oscar nominated actors all of them the list goes on. I mean, fucking yeah. Robert, Robert Redford was in <laughs> Marvel movies. Yeah, I know. I love Robert, Red, Robert Redford. He was amazing. I loved him in... I grew up on that kind of movie. And yeah. Butch and Sundance, amazing film. Yeah. Such an amazing film. And The Way We Were, that kind of stuff was my childhood. So when you've got actors of that caliber, not so, and you could say no. You could say, yeah. well, even with a paycheck, it's like, well, to be honest, I don't want to put my standards down. I'm retiring. This isn't what I want to be known for. You could easily say, no, thank you. There's no one holding a gun to your head saying you've got to agree to this or else. So- yeah, and you, like, as a director and an actor, you can't say that you respect everybody in these movies, but then say the movies are bad. Yeah, there was another... Like- there was another director, I think, or a writer who it might even have been an actor who was really, really slagging off this genre of film. Oh no, it was Marty, it was Mark, uh, Mikey, uh, Mickey Rourke. Oh really? He's an he Iron was, Man. Too. <laughs> I know he was absolutely. He posted something on Instagram not that long ago, basically saying something along the lines of how he had no respect for the genre and it was bad and it because he'd recently discovered law and order on tv and he said these are the kind of actors you want to be known to work with and they're amazing and everything else and i was, I was it's like they put food on your table <laughs> you, you just in, recently found you, law and order it's been over 22 years <laughs> But apparently during lockdown, he discovered Law and Order and he was comparing the two completely different genres to each other. Yeah. It is weird. It is. Yeah. Like the one doing it right now is Emily Emily Blunt's doing it right now. Oh, yeah. She's been in her superhero movie. She was Mary Poppins. Yeah. Well, because people are everybody wants her to be in the Fantastic Four. No, thank you. But she's immediately like sick of hearing it. And she's come out and been like, I don't even like superhero movies. And it's like, she was was originally cast as Black Widow. Yeah, and she had to turn it down because of her ties to one of the studios. The studio that she was doing, that she ended up doing, what was that awful, awful film? Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black. Yeah. And John Krasinski auditioned, her husband auditioned to be Captain America. Yeah. So, yeah, they really hate superhero movies. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like you you hate it now that your name's more popular and you're a more established artist. But back no. back before you were anybody, you were gonna you were gonna sign right up for it. Yeah. I don't think the parts would have been the same. It's kind of like I think Jensen Ackles is gonna be amazing in the boys. Mm. I think. But I don't think he'd have made a great Captain America. And I'm not saying that because I have a massive, massive crush on Chris Evans, but I don't think that he would have made as good a Chris, uh, a good a Chris Evans. No, he wouldn't have done that. It's only Chris Evans. Uh, he wouldn't have made as good a Captain America because there's something no. about the genuine sort of oh shucks kind of thing yeah. that he has going for him that Jensen Ackles just doesn't have. And I'm not saying anything. He's a good actor. I would really love to see him play Red Hood in a Batman movie because he he oh, voiced Red done. Hood. In he'd be really the good animated in movie. Yeah, but and then he dressed in... up as him for Halloween. And but he's going to be in the boys. Yeah, in the next season, apparently. In fact, yeah, that'd be really filming cool. it. I think. But it's it's interesting when people start going, "Oh no, that genre is rubbish," because and you're sitting there thinking, "Yeah, it's sour grapes." Yeah. Yeah, that that definitely has got to be like what it is. Like, oh, you weren't like, you didn't get chosen for this or that. So then you're, you're above it. Yeah, because there's like, been talk about her being Sue Storm for yeah, ages. Forever. I think even even when they were talking about the casting before they did the most recent disaster. <laughs> that film was dreadful. I did manage to make myself sit down and watch it. And I had to force myself to sit down and watch it. I mean, the 2005 version isn't amazing, but it's better than this. <laughs> Which like, movie is it? The 2005 version of Fantastic Four is better than the oh, recent yeah. recent one. Yeah, I still I still haven't watched the recent one. It's on well, Disney Plus at the moment, I think. Yeah, I don't with know Michael B. Jordan and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. That, see, that's I mean, that's the funny thing. You think about it. Two Johnny Storms have gone on to be bigger stars in the main mcu yeah yeah i'm not I, everyone loved killmonger in black panther and i i didn't i did not like him as much as everybody else did everybody being like he's amazing he's you know, i'm like I and then I, they and they want to wreck on it so he didn't die yeah so he can be in wakanda forever yeah so he can yeah. take on the mantle of Black Panther. It's like, but that completely undoes everything that they fought for in Black Panther 1. So how would that make sense? <laughs> yeah, just let Shuri be Black Panther. She's yeah, I think Black Panther in the comic books. She has indeed. I think there's a slight problem with that now um, due to her recent controversies with the vaccine and everything. Um, but otherwise, yes. Didn't... Dracula Nosferatu looking guy on the screen. Yeah, he's he's kind of well, it's her father, isn't it? Yeah. Why does he look like that? Like he's just so old that he's like Isn't uh, drinking blood supposed to keep you young? <laughs> maybe he got turned too late. I find it really funny when I see Danny John Jules in anything that isn't a comedy <laughs> role. Well he's in yeah, isn't he? he's in like uh Snatch Red Dwarf. He's the cat in Red Dwarf. <laughs> His oh, eyes are like it. freaking me out right here. They're like golden. Yeah, I know they are, aren't they? And he's serious. He looks like he's marble. Yeah, he does. Look like he's 
<laughs> he is so many different colors. He looks like an oil and stain. <laughs> and it's Niles. <laughs> it's Niles from Frasier. Is it? No, it's not. It just looks like him. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's of Niles from Frasier and uh, Guy Pierce had a baby. <laughs> oh, I love Guy Pierce. See, I, yeah, mean, I, he's... I like Guy Pierce and everything, but Iron Man three. Oh, I oh god, movie. he was awful remember. in that film. Everybody was awful. I like that movie; it's just so bad. It is bad, but it, is it as bad as Iron Man two? I think it's worse than Iron Man two. I don't even think Iron Man two is bad. I think it's I so loved boring. I loved the introduction of Black Widow in Iron Man two. Yeah, I think that was the best part of the film. Yeah, yeah, no, she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. I have a I have a girl crush on Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. I think she's fantastic in that role. Who doesn't? I got a I got a crush <laughs> crush on Scarlett Johansson in every role. Yeah. Girl crush from a straight woman's a little bit different. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's not as impressive that I have a crush on a very attractive one. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like me saying I have a I mean Robert Downey Jr is he was one of the actors in the 80s who he did a lot of stuff in the 80s as well as drugs and drink he did some really really good 80s films with molly ringwald and he in fact he was in one of john hughes's movies too yeah he did he did a fuck a lot of stuff he's back to school and weird science and weird science yeah and the pickup artist which i watched relatively recently and he was a very very skinny but cute guy yeah well i'm sure he was all coked out of his mind yeah no doubt <laughs> what's that movie he did that's basically all about drugs there's several oh um lesson zero yeah yeah with james spader and andrew yeah. mccarthy <laughs> both of them yeah the two guys that look pretty much exactly alike in the 80s on oh, james spader was always he was always the asshole yeah I feel like they're both like asshole pretty boys. Ugh, that's so gross. Yeah, that is pretty vile. They look like homeless people, which is yeah. why they probably look so unthreatening. Yeah, it is very. They are. I think they are homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't understand his his goal. I don't. I don't know. It's just been so long since I've seen this movie. <laughs> He looks like he's a junkie taking a hit. It's much more violent than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> he was shaking around. Yeah. He was having almost having epileptic seizures in the first one when he was taking his medication. And what is it with everybody wearing leather? And metal. Like, what is that thing on the back of her head? <laughs> It's like a shield to protect her from getting stabbed in the back of the skull. And he looked like he's from the Lost Boys. He does, yeah. Oh, look, it's Ron Perlman, his other favorite. Yep. Yeah. And, and, that, and that guy from the first Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> he does not suit being bald. No. But I do just love Ron Perlman so much. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. He was he was amazing in Be- in the original Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, well, not the original original, but the TV. Yeah, one. the show the, with Linda Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. I loved that show as a little kid, like a little little kid. And then 
I had a horrible nightmare. I had the only nightmare I've ever had where I like woke up screaming. It was about was, that. <laughs> yeah, I was like three years old. Um, oh I rem- I still remember it to this day. Oh. I was walking through a greenhouse, and then I like the dream was only like five seconds long. I was walking through a greenhouse, and I looked up, and Vincent Ron Perlman's beast jumped yeah. down from the rafters at me. And I mean, he looks like a fucking werewolf. So yeah, he does. He does. He kind of looks like the beast from Disney's Beauty and the Beast, the cartoon. Yeah, the yeah, he had like lion face. Yeah. So I woke up. Like my dad busted into my room, thinking somebody was in the house because I woke up screaming my fucking head off. The thing is, though, you look at him here. He kind of looks like it anyway. He, yeah, he's he's got a, a bit of a liony upper lip to him. <laughs> kind of like a. It's like if, if Lionel Richie had played Beast. <laughs> he also has a line of a face. He does a bit, yeah. And I've just realized the guy who's wearing the chainmail vest thing looks a yeah. tiny bit, tiny bit like a fake Thor, as in facial features wise. I think he's kind of like chunky in the face, Stephen Dorff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Stephen Dorff died That's in true. the last one. <laughs> this is his brother. He's, a, he's here for revenge. He's also a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he met his maker, so I've come back for revenge. But why I... did they make Ron Perlman bald in this movie? Like, there's already a bald guy on the team. Yeah, I think maybe it was to make. Well, the the other bald guy doesn't say anything. That's true. He might as well not even exist. Yeah, he's just there that for guy, special that effects. Fucking guy looks totally from the Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> The glasses, the hair, everything. Maybe he took his inspiration from that. It's like, oh, I've turned into a vampire. Now I must. Oh, here's my inspiration. 1987, here I come. I wish one of them was dressed like Tom Cruise from Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> Frilly shirt. <laughs> Long curly hair. I haven't seen that film. No? <clears throat> I I have a thing about Tom Cruise in that yeah, I, have, yeah, we I cannot. Yeah, I can't watch anything with him in. The crazy thing is that because I guess that's based on a book series. I didn't know that. It is, yeah, time. it's based on an Anne Rice an Anne Rice series. And then, like, technically, Queen of Queen of the Damned is in the same universe. It is indeed. Has an interview with a vampire. So it's like people shit all over Interview with the Vampire when it came out. Like a lot of people that didn't know it was a book liked it, and then anyone that liked the book said it was bad. But then Queen of the Damned came out, and people were like, "This is awful." Oh, Queen of the Damned is a bad film and it's got Stuart Townsend in it and <laughs> isn't it a liar wasn't it her only Aaliyah, film? Yeah. Yeah, Aaliyah, her like, only film role uh she had she was in a couple of movies she the big thing with that was that uh she died before they were done filming so oh, there was like yeah, a body they're... double in a lot of scenes that i mean that film was just genuinely bad it is, yeah, it is the early 2000s, like, goth scene to a T, all, and, like, it ended goth because it was so, like, <laughs> it was so apparent. The thing is, I mean, the books are actually quite good, but I think one of the issues with Interview with a Vampire as a film was there was a lot of problems with filming because River Phoenix was supposed to be in it. He was the Christian Slater role. Christian Slater had to take over because, of course, River Phoenix had died. And they also couldn't cast a three-year-old in the role of Claudia. Yeah. Because she's supposed to be a a toddler. She's not supposed to be a child. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, that, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, the book is a lot, a lot darker, I think, than the film. And oh, it's a scene from Monsters Inc. <laughs> or Armageddon <laughs> in leather. There seems to <laughs> always be this in an action movie. Slow mo walking. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and they all have the coats for effect as well. Yeah, luckily for them, they're always going into a place that everyone else is dressed like this. Yeah. They're exactly. never rolling up into a McDonald's like, where's the fucking vampires? <laughs> can, you, can you imagine that? This scene would have been amazing if they'd been walking into a McDonald's at closing time. <laughs> it all just cuts and it's a counter. They're, they're stopped at a counter. Hi, welcome okay. to McDonald's. How may I help you? <laughs> <laughs> would you like fries with that? <laughs> Yeah, this is more a torture chamber. Yeah, it's always some... Look, with vampires, it's always some weird nightclub orgy type of shit. <laughs> yeah, but the nightclub orgy in the first one made the film. It but he, Oh, my. He really is. He's just... He's distracting. Lost Boys guy. <laughs> he's just floating around. <laughs> but they're all wearing leather trousers. It's like, how are you getting freedom of movement in this? Yeah. How are you moving silently wearing leather yeah. pants? Creak, creak, creak. Better make sure you're really, really skinny, otherwise your thighs are going to rub together. Yeah. Especially in a, an environment like this. It must be so hot in this room. There's barely any room to move. And there's no windows or anything. And I bet you there's no air conditioning. Why are you going to an underground nightclub looking for a new oh. type of vampire dressed like a homeless man? Yeah, and those that razor blade thing was just a bit. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. There is See, blades um... like. Oh, there's that guy. <laughs> These blades like are... very not wanting to be here. Ooh. Would you want to be there? No. Is that but your I idea bet... of a great Friday night? <laughs> All the other vampires are probably like, this is so hot. (laughs) I have to stay focused on the mission. (laughs) See, and that makes you wonder why he's so into it. Yeah. Scud. Oh, he suits his name. Yeah. It makes you wonder why he's so into helping them instead of, well, it doesn't because you find, I mean, you do find out. But at the same time, it makes you wonder why he'd want to be in that universe to start with. Yeah. When he could be completely oblivious to it and safe. Yeah, I agree with him on that one. This is like Hellboy. I mean, not Hellboy. Like, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, well, how am I blanking on it? Hellraiser. Yeah, it's a little bit. I feel like knives on your guns is a very early 2000 thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more like something you'd find in Commando. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody is blinking an eye at the massive guns showing up in a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, why is no one affected by the fact that this guy is walking around with an assault rifle with two yes. barrels on? <laughs> exactly, they're not blinking an eye. They're just carrying on regardless. And, oh, look, there are the 
vampires with the the split jaws. I can't imagine Blade would just be able to sit there while a bunch of people danced around him like that. (laughs) I feel like you would be very upset by that. Yeah, I, I don't get it at all. I really don't. It's a bit odd. And... The whole setup of this is like The Shining, almost. With the carpet and... What are those things above her eyebrows? Are they supposed to be tattoos? Oh, if that's her lover. (laughs) She has really weird fringe. (laughs) She does. What is with her hair? It's like she I want like to. I want to blend in, and I'm yeah. I'm wearing black leather, and I want to blend in, but my hair is bright pink. Pink. Yeah. She looks like a Ramona from Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, she does a bit. And this guy looks like Deadpool from Wolverine Origins. <laughs> what you mean, the one that um... vampire crawling on the table there? Yeah. Oh, and look, there's product placement for you. Yeah. Got some donuts. Yeah. Krispy Kreme. They are good donuts. Yeah, I think they're different over here. Oh, and he's not obvious at all. <laughs> it's just, I really don't get how anybody could walk into a populated place with a massive gun and not be <laughs> confronted by anybody. Yeah, how are you not... What if you get bumped into? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, sorry, I accidentally shot three people. Oops, (laughs) my bad. (laughs) And we're also assuming that everyone in there is a vampire. So it's like, what if your little flashlight got popped open and you started melting vampires left and right? I don't think they're all vampires, though. If you saw there was a young girl, a blonde, being literally devoured by two vampires. This girl, this lady, what what are those things right above her eyebrows? She's got like two dots. I think I I think it's something to do with her family. Yeah, I mean her dad looks like a fucking Her dad is <laughs> a just painting put into a blunder. <laughs> if you look I mean everybody that's with there is got tattoos or markings of some kind yeah it's a little too like uniform everyone like fits they're like a gi joe team yeah and if she's not careful she's gonna behead herself with the necklace yeah what the fuck is that like who wears a necklace that goes up onto the back of their skull It kind of looks like a bigger version of that thing that he put on Ron Berman's head. <laughs> uh, that, I think, is a that's a decorative hairpiece of some kind. But I think it's something to do with her family and her position because she's very, very high up because her dad's, like, royal or something. Yeah. So she is, in essence, a princess. Yeah, Guillermo loves his fucking princesses. He does indeed. I knew that that was going to happen. 
he's dead. See, the thing is, you can literally look at these and go, right, that person's dead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, he's going to get turned into one of them. See, he does does look a little bit like a a cross between Stephen Dorff, as you said, a a chubby Stephen Dorff, and Chris (laughs) Hemsworth. Yeah. Seriously, is nobody noticing it? Oh, my God, they are so oblivious. Yeah, no one's even like, no one cares. Like, they must be on some fucking vampire drugs or something. <laughs> they must be on something. Everyone's it's like, oh, yeah, because why didn't he just stay in the van? Yeah, he gets out of the van only to get back into the van. And he's, all he's done is let them know. All he's done is let them know he was there. Yeah, I love this character. I'll go back to him in a second. The vampire that's on top of the van. He, his whole head is bandaged. Basically <laughs> because he's going to put his head through the window. So <laughs> We need to put safety precautions on, but how do we hide those? I'll oh, we'll just wrap his whole head up like a mummy. <laughs> oh, I know what his head reminds me of. He was on a wire. His head reminds me of the underground London underground map. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh look, 1987 vampires gone. Cry, little sister. <laughs> <laughs> You're being attacked by a vampire. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, just let him in like that. Yeah. Why is he me- like like uh, yeah? I don't know. I need to watch this without. Like doing a commentary, so I have any fucking clue what's going on. Oh, that was gross. Yeah, exactly. I agree. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's only saying what we're all thinking. Now everyone notices once they start actually opening fire. <laughs> yeah. Like, can, can you oh, believe no. there's what's done here? <laughs> and he was wearing sunglasses for a moment, as if that was going to disguise his face. He's the cool vampire. <laughs> is this He's... the actor that is in Rogue One? It looks like him. I think he's also the Ip Man. I'm not sure, but Inter- it's interesting casting with this. Let's have a look and see. Yeah, there he is. There's the bandage man. He's on the front <laughs> of the car. Donnie Yen plays Snowman. Yep, yep. Yeah, plays Snowman. He's 57. Yeah. Yeah, he's in Rogue One. He's the blind guy that is definitely Force sensitive. And um, he's in IP he's Man. Hip Man, yeah. And he was in Mulan as well. The live action one or the cartoon? The live action one. Oh. Yeah, this girl, he gets like. Fingers in the back or something. Look, they've already established that guns are no good. Why does it make them all hairless? <laughs> or is he just f- only finding bald people to infect? <laughs> or maybe they just, maybe it's some kind of alopecia. Yeah, this has to be, this definitely has to be some sort of del Toro nod to Nosferatu. Because yeah. they all look like Nosferatu. They do, apart from the jaw-splitting bit, yeah. which is from his weird imagination. And they just 
do it again in the third one for no reason. They have dogs that do it for no reason. They do indeed. So stupid. Yeah, a a blade's probably better, but why didn't you behead him? Yeah. Because he's just gonna... Wait through your junk, That was so gross. (laughs) Yeah, but he probably has no use for it. Oh, that's a really good idea. I think he might be dead, so I'm going to turn you over. Let me take your piece out so I can't call for help. Yeah, and I'm dead. Oops. This guy on the front bandage face, man, he looks like Dark Man. (laughs) (laughs) When he goes out in public. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bit. Why is he? There's no explanation for why he's got band aids on. <laughs> he's the mummy. He's yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the mummy, or he's the invisible man. Yeah, One but we can the... see that he's got something on underneath, so it's not the invisible man. Sure. Maybe vam- becoming a vampire made him visible again. Lost Boys, no. Yeah, Lost Boys was doomed. And so's he. Oh, look. Help. I'm like a second and a half behind you, and it's irritating me. (laughs) (laughs) You but Oh! You just eat the guy's face? You just latched onto Lost Boy's face, yeah? He did, but I think he's turning Lost Boy into one of him. Yeah, because I think they... all his luscious Lost Boy hair is gonna fall out. I think it's an inf- it's an infection. There's a creature or something. Yeah, like only affects other vampires. Yeah, or humans. Ugh, but I think that it's digging their fingers into your back. It's almost like that lays eggs. Ugh, look at that. <laughs> that so gross. gross. It's almost like that lays eggs. Yeah. It's a, it's a, oh. What is that popping out of your back? Something gross. Normally that's when you can tell a chicken's done. (laughs) Dark man's going to get you. Why is just run out of the back of the van? Jesus. Oh, well, we know light gets them. Yeah, luckily that part of vamp being a vampire still works. Yeah. Gunstone. None of them have tried it though, because they're vampires and they're scared that it'll hurt them. Your bleeding did it bite you? And, and he's lying like they can't see his neck. <laughs> and he's just gonna hide it. I'll just. I'll just move my shoulder piece over my neck. No one will see this. <laughs> <laughs> no one will notice that I'm changing. <laughs> That's not going to drop down if I don't hold it into place. He gets some kind of sick pleasure. Yeah, he's just an asshole. Yeah. 
It's like, oh, look. I just love everything about Ron Perlman. Like, I've heard him on podcast. He's been on Nerdist. He was on Nerdist a couple of times, and he's just always so pleasant to listen to. <laughs> he's got one of those voices, though. Kind of yeah, best. Oh, that is so disgusting. Well, how are they talking and stuff? You're hiding that thing in your throat. Uh, now they're going to go, oh, look, he's okay. Is he still alive? We'll experiment. We'll look. <laughs> This is what always gets me about these films. It's like they see someone, they go over there and they'll turn them over. It's like you are opening yourself up to an attack, you idiot. Yeah, why do you want to touch a dead body? Like, if someone was attacking me and I killed them, I wouldn't be like... I'm going to wait around and see. on their belly, so I need to flip them over. Like, call the fucking cops. (laughs) (laughs) Or run. (laughs) Yeah, get the fuck out of there. Hang on, why is it only healing now? Yeah. How is he healing from a shot to the head in the first place? Because he's not a real vampire either. Yeah, that's true. I would say they're some kind of alien creatures of some sort. They do kind of, yeah, they do seem that way. Like, this yeah. is much more of, like, the first one's kind of like an action horror movie. This is more like a sci-fi horror movie. And it was also almost like vengeance he was seeking in the first one. There's yeah. no real clear plot with this one. I feel like he, he very, like, willingly goes along with this, too, which is kind of out of character. Who? Wesley Snipes. Blade, yeah. Yeah. Silver doesn't really. Silver only hurts them. It doesn't kill them, though. I'm like, yeah, I'll just work it out. <laughs> Ew. Look how sweaty he is. <laughs> Blade's really getting a workout on this one. Yeah, he. Well, this guy is. Kind of closer to immortal than the people he's changed. That's true. That looks awful. That fool is just, <laughs> what is that about? I'm sorry, it's slow mo fool. Why? And it was like done in slow mo. It wasn't filmed in slow mo. Yeah, they it was... just dropped them slowly and told oh, them to punch slowly. <laughs> that's just so bad. What? Don't let him just get a weapon. Run up and cut his head off. He was standing there watching him do it. That's some Dragon Ball Z shit right there. <laughs> Don't worry. Get get stronger and then we'll fight. Yeah. No, that that's not the idea when you're fighting against someone who can kill you and wants to kill you. Yeah. You're so smart, Blade. <laughs> yeah, if he'd been smart, he'd have gone for his head. He's like, I'm not used to getting my ass kicked. This is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. He's way stronger than I anticipated. As much as people hate Blade Trinity, I do love 
quoting Wesley Snipes from that movie because I, anytime anyone asks me if I'm ready, I do quote him and say, I was born ready, motherfucker. That's <laughs> the best line in movie history. <laughs> Is it? That's the thing. I mean, Blade Trinity gets a lot of guff, I think, because it was the third film in a trilogy. But if you look at it as a film on its own, Ryan Reynolds has some great lines in it. Yeah, I feel like entertainment-wise, it's on par with this movie. Because, like like I said, I like the first one so much better. And it has some great... Oh, his hair's coming out. Yeah. It has some great yeah. comedy lines to it. Yeah, I, I think if they had cast a better Dracula... Like, a lot of it's casting. Oh, if yeah. They, if they had not cast that guy as Dracula, if they had not cast... Um, what is her name? Jessica Biel? No, the bad lady vampire. Oh, um, I want to say Missy. Is it? It starts with a P, I think. Parker Posey. Parker Posey, yeah. She, uh, she's a little hammy in that movie. Yeah, and. And then uh, Triple H. <laughs> like, they shouldn't have cast Triple H. <laughs> in that. But, like, I think Ryan Reynolds is good. I think I think Jessica Biel is good. Like, Oh, that's vile. His eyes still blinking. Yeah, half his head's there because he's still got brain. And, uh. Who is that? He was in Fast and the Furious, the first one. That's all I know him from. I saw that in the cinema. Yeah, I saw that. We have a old theater downtown where I live, and there's a theater called the Colonial Theater because it was literally like built when the town was built, and it used to be like a playhouse and then became like a movie theater. Um, but it's been closed forever now. But when I was in high school, they had reopened it and were doing like movies they were reshowing movies that were in had been in theater yeah it was like two weeks before they'd come out on dvd they'd get like early releases and play them and they just do dollar shows so in high school it was like great to if you wanted to take a girl on a date <laughs> only cost <laughs> two bucks <laughs> yeah they i mean that's the the funny thing is they did we have our local cinema is 111 years old wow yeah it's we ha- we used to have a massive, well, not massive, a three-screen mainstream cinema in the town. And in 86, they closed it and knocked it down and mm. replaced it with a Laura Rashley, mm. which has now gone bust. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there is nothing there apart from mostly empty shops now and a m- massive McDonald's. Hell yeah. Shout out to McDonald's again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't help it. I don't even eat them. Um, Product placement. <laughs> Product placement every time. This episode time. is brought to you by McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, McDonald's. Oh, look, it's David Hyde Pierce again. Well, it's not. It's Fraser's brother. He was Crossed eating blood with... jello. <laughs> oh. He, I swear, he's, isn't he bathing in blood? He's Nosferatu yeah. in. I feel like that guy is somebody too. I just can't tell who he is with all the fucking makeup on. He's Greek. I think that's come from Greek mythology, that particular line of vampire, which isn't a bad thing. 
I love Greek mythology. But no, anyway, we are cinema. Our local cinema shows loads of older films. They do special weekends and events and things, as well as our midnight openings for major Marvel movies and Star Wars and things, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I love when theaters can actually do like a big, big thing out of it. Yeah, they they do a big thing. They did a massive thing for um, Fifty Shades of Grey as well with a party and everything else. It's like, yeah, no, thank you. (laughs) Giving out dildos for free. (laughs) No, just cocktails and stuff. We have a dining cinema in the town that I work in. Nice. uh, Called uh, Smitty's. And it, it has like lounge chairs and like tables yeah. to bring you food and stuff and that's pretty cool yeah we have a couple of this like that in london but our the local one it used to be just one massive screen and it was always yeah. called the flea pit and that's then it had two screen it got two screens when i was in my 30s and then two years ago they opened a third screen and it's got i think 15 seats with some of them being sofas yeah so it's much wider seating, limited space and everything else. So you can hire it out for a small party, which is oh, great, cool. I think. And it's got a better screen in it than the second second screen, which was, <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't mean to product place, but it was actually originally funded and purchased for the theatre by McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they felt guilty. <laughs> Have you ever been to a 4D theater? No, I went, I think the, I went to a, um, what should we call it? One of the surround sound, surround ones. I went and saw. An IMAX? Yeah, I went to an IMAX once and I came out of there feeling really, really ill. I can't yeah, even watch 3D. Weird. I, I'm of the belief there's only like a four row section that's worth sitting in. Because if you're yeah. not in like this 15 seat across row, right in the middle of this four set, four row section, you're just looking at an offset movie screen. Oh, I just felt so. I went and saw. What did I go and see? I went and saw Cirque du Soleil. Oh. And IMAX, and I felt really ill afterwards. And I also can't do 3D. Yeah, I don't. 3D does nothing for me. I don't understand. Ew. I don't understand the point of 3D. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's very forced and I don't think, I don't, I'm, I can't, I can't even think of a movie that I've seen where I was like, that experience was so much better because of 3D. See, that is. <laughs> so graphic. How did they kill this vampire without its body disappearing? Because they didn't kill it. It's still alive. They're torturing it. Yeah. I wonder if they'd be able to starve it to death. Yeah, they, they found it like weakened or something. Yeah, I think that they did find it weak. And they used the fact that it was weak to their advantage and just splayed it alive. <laughs> Lovely. <sighs> Does that make them worse? I mean, it doesn't make them better. 
it just see i don't think blade blade is not one to be given like a fucking pep talk like that he hates vampires Did he just say phosphorus? Yeah. It's phosphorus. <laughs> oh. Oh, I find his character so annoying. Yeah, he is. And I guess he's supposed to be, but I don't like that in movies. Like I I'll I'll talk about movies all the time and be like that character's so fucking annoying. And they'll be like he's supposed to be and I'll be like yeah, I don't want I don't watch entertaining stuff to be annoyed. Like I don't want to be annoyed. I want to yeah. be entertained. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, isn't it? You watch a film and you think, I'm going to like everybody in this. And then you're watching and you think, I like one of these characters. I was watching a film this afternoon and all I could think when I was watching it was, I don't like anybody in this film at all. And I hate it when you reach that point and you don't like one character. You can't, not I wouldn't say identify with them, but at this, you can't emote or feel anything for them that's positive yeah i mean he doesn't emit any emotion whatsoever in the first film he gave off some kind of elements of humanity yeah yeah there are like those moments in the first one where he'll like pop his sunglasses off and like you can tell he's sad even though he's trying to be emotionless in this he's just blank like he's just blank the whole time (laughs) And I suppose that's why they've got characters like Scud and Whistler in it. So you've got some kind of emotional connection to someone. But at the same time, Scud is just an irritating little shit. Why is he always watching Powerpuff Girls? (laughs) Strange kink? I guess. I cannot believe they're making like a live action, like Riverdale style powerpuff girls show on the cw yeah and it stars dove cameron i don't know who that is uh she's in i'm gonna show my disney nerdum she's <laughs> in live and maddie she is live and maddie and she was in descendants but she was also oh, yeah. she was also in i want to say season five of agents of shield oh really yeah i'm trying to i'd think. probably definitely know her if i saw her I had a bigger point of contention with the fact that Donald Faison is playing the professor. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I saw that and so I was weird. Like, oh no, why? It is a bit odd, I think, that sh- that he's been cast in that role. I mean, I've noticed a lot of question about that. What's what was she in Agents of Shield? She was also in Barely lethal, hairspray live. She's a music. I mean, she's mostly a musician, but yeah. she's been in a fair number of projects. Uh, da 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 da. Because she's been on. She's done a lot of stage shows and things. She was. Shell, what's her face? L in Legally Blonde on stage. Oh yeah. She was. It's quite frustrating when you know that somebody's been in something and you're sitting there thinking, what was she in it? <laughs> I hate that. There's a couple of people where I've like looked them up and I'm like, I swear this person is from this and they're not. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> she was Ruby in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hmm. And I think she was in, she was a, she ended up being a, a villain. 
I think oh, it's been yeah. a while since I watched it. I really do need to watch that again. I just don't know why you would make a serious, like, kind of like sexy show about the Powerpuff Girls. Well, I've, I don't understand why it's a car. It's kind of like they, I mean, they made that Disney live action Kim Possible. Yeah. And that was probably the weirdest thing because Kim Possible itself was cartoon perfection yeah. for that particular time. And that was kind of the same era as Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Strong girl power, teenage spy, same era as Totally Spies, which is another thing. I'm too <laughs> old for these things and I still watched all of them because I, I suffer from insomnia and they were on late at night. That's my yeah. excuse and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> And the live-action version of Kim Possible was a huge disappointment. Who's Kim Possible? Is it like Victoria Justice or something? No, she's too old. <laughs> That's probably not popular. She's she's too old for the the role of Kim Possible. No, it was. I think it was Sadie. What's her face? Who was in um, Stranger Things? Oh yeah, 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 I can see that. Yeah, Sadie Stanley and Sean Gambrioni from The Goldbergs was Ron Stoppable. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, Alison Hannigan was in it as well. Oh yeah, she played Kim's mum. Oh, Willow. Yes, Willow. It's. We, I still uh, can't believe she's married to that dude, Alexis Denisoff. Yeah, I love He's him so much. I wish he was in more stuff. He's a lovely guy. I've met him. And he was so nice. Or is he No, he's American. Is he? Yeah. He's American. Uh, The only I think the only one that was British in Buffy. Oh no, Ethan Ethan Rain. Yeah. Was British. Uh, but the only other one was Giles, Anthony Stewart Head. I was shocked when I found out that James Mas is it James Masters? (gasps) Mm -hmm. British. I swore he was British. Yeah, so did I. I always thought he was British. When he was on Smallville and had an American accent, I thought he was just putting it on. And then I heard him in interviews and I was like, no fucking way. I know. (laughs) He's from New York, isn't he? But I think he had classical training and everything. And he actually, that's exactly what um, Anthony Head sounds like when he speaks with an English accent anyway, normally. Yeah. His real accent is is very, very similar to the one that Spike used. I love that guy, the guy that plays Giles. I wish, I always wished he had been in more more stuff. I mean, not, oh, that he's he's in... not working, but he's bit, he's huge over there. Yeah. yeah, he's massive over here. I mean, he was his one of the first things that we know him from over here was um, Gold Blend adverts. Yeah, yeah. He was also um, I think the only thing I've ever seen him in acting wise was he was in. Do- I saw him in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Which everyone's in Doctor Who. Yeah, and it's then, kind of like a rite of passage. You're an actor. <laughs> oh, he's a part in Doctor Who. Yeah, I know. It was weird when I saw Andrew Garfield on an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, he is British. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, but I saw him on an episode. I was rewatching NYPD Blue, and he was on there. And it's just like, he was like a, a theater guy who was being bullied by another theater actor like the actor was being too rough like too much of a method actor was <laughs> uh, well he's in the in-betweeners over here and both of his daughters are actresses as well oh really 
Yeah, both of his daughters are actresses. He was in The Inbetweeners, and he's in a show over here called Motherland. He was in The Inbetweeners? Yes. Isn't that the one? That's the one with the like the four kids, right? Yeah, Bus Wanker. I don't remember him in that. Yeah, he plays um, Will's dad. Really? Yeah. I haven't watched that show in a long time, but that show is fucking hilarious. <laughs> the American version was awful. Yeah, I heard. I didn't even bother watching it because everyone said it was bad. Oh, he's changed. I think there was an American version of Spaced as well. Don't even get me started. <laughs> it didn't get very far. It's the same yeah. as the American version of Red Dwarf. Yeah, it was one of those things. Like once they did the Office, like people just tried to capitalize on everything. I know like these it. were before the Office. Were they really? Yeah, Red Dwarf was before the Office. I mean, you also did an American version of Skins. Isn't there like isn't there like UK versions of American shows though? Like, isn't there a version of Friends or something like that? No. No. You had a ver- you did a version of our um, our show called Coupling. Yeah. We did we did a version of Married with Children. It lasted six episodes. Uh, we did a version of The Golden Girls, oh, I love the Golden which Girls. was called The Brighton Bells. And I think that lasted, I want to say that lasted six episodes. It might have lasted 12 because our, se- our seasons are shorter over here. Yeah. Our seasons are, depending on the show, they are between six and... 10 episodes max we don't ever have anything longer than that and yeah i feel like we're, we're like shifting to that now in america that's what i liked about psych and things like that because they always had a really short season because they were yeah, summer shows yeah. yeah yeah i love psych psych's great yeah psych's one of them watching that new favorites. show that sean is in uh, uh hundred reason why million reasons why isn't it yeah it's really good but it's kind of hard to like not see him as sean spencer and he's a totally different character in this he's supposed to be but he's still kind of like quippy like sean is all the time yeah i love that i what i loved about sean and gus together i mean dooley hill's an amazing actor anyway he is i saw him on uh we were watching psych on amazon i think and after the season finale, they have the like the reunion that they did on. Oh US yeah, I I saw the reunion. Yeah, and he is awful in that. He's like he's acting the entire time how Gus acts when he's pretending to be cool, <laughs> <laughs> where it's just like unbelievable. And that was like his normal like tone. He's always like thumbing his nose and shit. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Gus, take it easy. Yeah. That's the thing. I loved him. I mean, he was fantastic in... He was in The West Wing. I didn't watch oh, him yeah. in Suits, so I refused to watch that. Um, but he's also... He's going to be in the reboot of The Wonder Years. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it was announced about a week ago, I think, that they're doing a reboot of The Wonder Years uh, based in the same area with a black family through the eyes oh, of a black yeah. family in that era. And he's the father in that no, family oh, it looks really really weird and of course they've just announced a third psych film oh did they yeah it's all going nice. to be about gus oh i still haven't watched the second one i watched like half of the first one i didn't like it very much 
I like I liked the films, but not as much as the series. And I think the first one, the first film, suffered somewhat because Timothy Elmanson wasn't in it. Oh, he doesn't show up at all. Well, no, he had a stroke. Yeah, I know he had a stroke. I thought that was he, that happened more recently. No, that stroke happened before he before they started filming the film before they started oh, really? doing the first movie, and he's in the second one. He is yeah, Lassie come home. Or yeah, and he's he's in recovery. They actually make not make use of, but sort of play to his strengths. Yeah, I think you are an idiot. Why? I don't get why they're, they're all dressed like they're about to play football. <laughs> they're all wearing like shoulder pads. Yeah, he he looks kind of like he's oh. Looks like he's in rollerball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or he's just about to play a paintball game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Pheromones is just going to get him more worked up. That's not pheromones. <laughs> it's a sun thing. Oh, That's the why they run. Yeah. Well, no, he smashed pheromones on his chest first so that they would like stay with him. Yeah, I guess they well, talk about a lot him. in the third one how covered up he is because like he didn't work out to stay in great shape. But he's not showing a lot of skin in this one either. No, he's not. It's he's almost a like fucking members only jacket underneath his bulletproof vest. <laughs> <laughs> it looks kind of like he's wearing um, a muscle suit or something. Yeah, his his he looks very puffy. Because <laughs> in the first film, he was fit. Yeah, yeah, he's all jacked up, and he always was. I mean, that was kind of his like what made. I mean, Demolition Man, Drop Zone, Passenger Fifty One, all of those films. He was White Man Can't Jump. Him and Woody Harrelson. I love him and Woody Harrelson again. I wish they'd do something else again. I like Money Train, and a lot of people don't like that movie. I don't. I don't remember. Well, I haven't seen that in absolutely ages. It's just white men can't jump, but they're cops instead of basketball players. <laughs> Great. So I don't need to see it again then. <laughs> that explains it it's all. It's got Jennifer Lopez in it. If no, that doesn't anything for you. Not really. I don't rate her as an actress <laughs> at all. I mean, I think she single-handedly ensured that Ben Affleck's career was going to go down the toilet. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they made a big deal about her doing that movie um, a couple of years ago, where she was a stripper or whatever. Um, and they're like, she's fifty. Can you believe it? Oh, like, was that that um, Hustlers? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I can believe that the rich lady can stay in good, decent shape. <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't have to go out to work nine to five and sit at a desk. Do did. did Del Toro not understand that that water amplifies and reflects light. <laughs> like they would still be burnt to a crisp. In fact, they'd be worse. And it now looks like they're in. Um, they've just been hit by Vesuvius. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like, understand. Like, Hang like, on a like, second. Thanks God for none of those weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, it's like they really do. Hang on. Look, they really are. It's kind of like they've gone to the British Museum and taken the Vesuvius exhibition. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I'm going for a real Pompeii feel here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Make it work, people. It's exactly what I want. Why would he even know his name? Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. It's like, how do you know who he is? He's going to go back. Blade, you won't believe this. This guy told me he liked crotches panties. <laughs> he was a big fan of McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he had to whisper it in my ear. Yeah, his favorite's the fillet of fish. <laughs> Blade's oh. like, oh, my kind of girlfriend is all fucked up. Okay, she's going to die at the end anyway. They always do. Like he's like, oh, like he's gonna be like, drink my blood, but it's like, how do you know your blood won't kill a vampire, homeboy? Like you're not, <laughs> you're not yeah, normal. Especially given all the stuff he treats himself with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, why in the wrist, dude? You can't. That ain't just gonna stop bleeding on its own. Ah, uh, that's. He slice a finger open. <laughs> At least you could have just done the palm of your hand. You just yeah. slapped the, the major problem, artery. Yeah. <laughs> the problem the problem with the finger though is you have to squeeze so much to get anything out of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean he could have sliced through his hand. He could have done his palm. Yeah. Oh and now are they having a bonding moment? <laughs> Ooh, taser. I'm pretty sure the Kevlar vest he's wearing would stop taser darts from entering his skin and shocking him. Well, yeah, I'd have thought so. Oh, it's Niles. This also does look a bit like, uh, speaking Guy. of Giles from Buffy, uh, this looks a little bit like uh, Repo, the genetic opera. <laughs> it was a setup. Chris Christopherson's like, hey, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> I don't think you'd need to tase a senior citizen that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a little bit of overkill. It's a conspiracy theory. It's conspiracy. Do you know this this lady from anything else? Well, according to... The information I have. Her name is Lenore Varela. And. Is she the princess in Hellboy 2? That would be weird. (laughs) (laughs) It would, wouldn't it? Well, it would be kind of predictable, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's true. There we go. She's Chilean. She was. Doesn't look like she's actually had many roles. She was in Cleopatra. Hmm. That's like the director of Blade. Like, he did such a good job. And Del Toro said he took a lot of inspiration from her for this movie, which is weird because I don't feel like they look alike at all. Um, 
But he did Blade, and he did such an amazing job on Blade, and then he didn't do, like, anything else again. She's balls out Gary the tennis coach. She was in Odd Thomas. Odd Thomas with, uh, what's his name that died? Yep. Yeah. Angel Yankum or whatever. That was really sad. Yeah, it was. It was very, very sad. And she was in The Man in the Iron Mask. The DiCaprio one? Yep. Uh. Very, very minor role. She was a ballroom beauty. She didn't even get a name. This is weird. Vampire fetuses. Mm. Because it's his son, isn't it? Yeah. So I assume he te- he like she makes no mention of ever having a brother. But then it's like, oh yeah, I turned your brother into a vampire. His ears look like they're made out of candles. <laughs> <laughs> his whole head looks like it's made out of wax. To be fair, <laughs> it's got that funny sheen to it that a candle has when it's just been melted and it's solidifying after it's overheated. Yeah. They wouldn't have taken this from him. Yeah. Oh, he is such a... He really does fit his name. Yeah. They should have replaced the D with an M and (laughs) imperfect scum. (laughs) He knew all along it was useless. Yeah. Yeah, you just let him, like, slap that on the back of your skull. Such like an unnecessary, like, why wouldn't the daughter be in on this if she was such a, like, important part of the story, like, and and part of, like, their clan, like, she's, like, the second in command, like, why would she not be informed of all this? I don't think she is, I think that she's the second in command, but only as far as the whole you are my daughter thing goes, not the rest of it. Because she'd probably find a lot of issue with many of the things that he's doing. Kind of like what he did to his son. And what he had planned for Blade. Yeah, I guess he's just like, you know, can't trust the evil bad guy. Yeah, and maybe maybe she's not that good an actress. So she wouldn't be able to hide the fact that everybody else was going to lie. Oh, shame. Jesus. I still think you, if you were going to blow anyone up, you still would have blown up Ron Perlman. Yeah. You've been shot in the knee, Blade. I don't think you're in the uh, position to start killing a bunch of people until you jump into the CGI blood pool that's there. 
which I feel like a, a like there are a few similarities in this movie too, which I don't like that it makes it like like what, you just this one? whole scene this scene they just stole it from the first movie. Except in like the first gonna... in the first one he was standing upright. There's yeah. the difference. So you're like, why wasn't he shirtless more in the movie, or at least in a short sleeve shirt? He's still jacked up. But I mean, this yeah, this is the exact same scene. Like yeah. We're going to drain no blood, and then he's going to drink a lot of blood, and then he's going to come back all angry and yell, and then he's going to kill a bunch of people. Oh. oh. That looks... Yeah. Thanks. Oh. Uh, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure when they did that, too, before they got him on the table, there was one where the back of his head was. <laughs> I don't understand what's with their costumes. Why are they wearing face masks that make them look like their are um, cup ice stormtroopers? <laughs> yeah, why do they have like like high tech security officers? You're vampires. Like you should it's be able not to only that. Look at it. They're all yeah. wearing gas masks. Yeah, they they look like the stormtroopers from Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that film. They all they need is the oversized hat. That's all the, the oversized helmet. That's all they need. And she's <laughs> now feeling find? betrayed. Yeah. We didn't find shit. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's feeling betrayed. She looks completely different when you take that thing off the back of her head and let her hair down. <laughs> she looks like a completely different actress. She looks a, a lot younger. Yeah. God, his face looks like the inside of a blueberry muffin. (laughs) (laughs) Every single time you're finding a different thing to say about it. It is such... And what's with that finger? His face looks like tie-dyed. His fingers are really, really long. And you look, his little finger curls over all of the others. It's really bad. What do you think you're going to kill her by pushing up under her chin? There's nothing there. Hold that fucker to her throat. And yeah, the more I look at him, the more he looks like Aldrich Killian. Yeah, he does. But I'm not sure if that's Aldrich Killian before he <laughs> before he had the treatment or after. Before he becomes a lava man for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> So stupid. Yeah. Breach. Where's this whole dude's pack of fucking vampires now? They kill them all? Mm. Make them more before you show up here. You think after a couple of his, seconds uh, his, him, you would just like leave like fuck I'm gonna die here. <laughs> yeah. I'm not paid enough for this. <laughs> not just watch him mow through everyone individually till he gets to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like right, okay, he, he my friends are there, but I'm not staying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I plead innocence, I'm I'm moving. <laughs> yeah. He just killed Phil. We gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm not gonna get any workman's comp for this. There he goes, Nigel. 
You like, let me figure this doohickey out. Yeah, it's going to take me 30 seconds. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, I hope you haven't bled to death yet. Ugh. Yeah, two buttons. And he pressed the right two. <laughs> Did he design this as well? Yeah. <laughs> Start punching him in the chest. You're like, don't you die, me, damn it. Yeah, you will. <laughs> don't you quit on me. He's like, I'm fucked up. It sounds man. weird, but it looks like it's almost like he's holding a head and there's no body <laughs> attached to it. That body yeah. isn't his. It is. He's kind of flopping his head around and his whole body's not moving. Yeah. It's kind of like in those horror movies where you see the head and then there's a body ages away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, see? they do have. Oof. He's an experiment. Yeah. So Dad. That experiment was a success. <laughs> yeah. Dad, I'm really, really strong and I'm back. He'll never enter here. Are you sure about that? Yeah. There's some sort of... Uh, there's no There's no vampires can't enter without permission rule in this universe. No, there isn't. You just watched him kill 20 men that were shooting him with machine guns. You think your machine guns are going to work now? Even so, she still follows him knowing that he's... Yeah, and if you're that old of a vampire, shouldn't you be very strong? Chop his head off with your hand. Yeah, I get the feeling that he was doing these experiments because he was dying. Yeah. But it's like Dracula's in the next movie and he's supposed to be older. And he's got the fucking opie mouth thing. Yeah, and said all those dogs and... Yeah, Pomeranians. Yeah, that that is really gross. Why would you do that with a Pomeranian? <laughs> Chihuahua? Yeah, I can understand it. <laughs> but or Rottweilers. Oh, that's so blurry. And what is oh god, that that would that is just it's almost as though they did that to give you a headache. Yeah. I'll take what you are gonna tell me Romper one's not gonna shoot him in the head from here. He just happened to miss this time. And he hit the blood. Yeah. Oh, look, he's, he's got that jaunty, subtle, I'm a big man, and that is a scene right out of Platoon. <laughs> you got a pool full of blood there, and your face is all scarred up from being burnt. Well, you think maybe you take a sip, heal that up? <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like he thinks that the maybe he thinks the scarring is endearing. Makes him look cool. <laughs> yeah. You must have taken a big gulp there, Blade. You weren't under there very long. Maybe you had a straw. 
Should have been a, just a 20 minute scene of him in there underwater dr- drinking the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> like he's at an all you can eat buffet. <laughs> and now he's all of a sudden everything is healed. Yeah, now he's super strong because he actually drank blood. I read somewhere that they had to slow his, they had to ask him to slow down in his fight scenes because he was moving too fast for the camera to catch all his movements. Jesus. Because he's really got all these this training in martial arts. Yeah. Which is why the fight, fight scenes don't look as good as they probably would if they'd been at full speed. Yeah, that's true. So martial arts looks like dancing when it's done properly. Yeah, it's so like choreographed in this. <laughs> and there's so many strings involved. <laughs> yeah. My brother-in-law is a martial artist. He does Taekwondo. And watching, I mean, and we're talking at national level. He's been to international competitions and things. He's really good. And watching him in a fight is like watching two dancers. It's stunning to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I love watching shit like that. (laughs) It's like this guy doesn't give a crap about any of the other people that have just died. Yeah, Ron Perlman, why aren't you attacking? He just gave a guy a delayed suplex. (laughs) (laughs) That's the time to attack. You had a shotgun. Why don't you shoot him in the chest while he was holding a man over his head? Because that wouldn't have been a clean fight. He's got your sword, Blade. Yeah, but... Talk about a guy that looks weird bald. Fucking when Wesley Snipes did uh, U.S. Marshals, he looks so weird bald. Bye bye. Oh, up the middle. That's how it's done. This looks like a scene out of Doctor Who. Minus yeah. the bloodletting. <laughs> and that right there. That was the guy. That, that happens in the first one too. Like, oh, I need my sunglasses to enter my final battle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's going to kill all the embryos. It's probably a more effective way to make sure that you get all of them, Whistler. You're supposed to be smart. Yeah, it's called to blow them up. Yeah. Blow up the whole building. Why is he wearing a long coat? Is that is it just me or is it impractical as hell? He's, he's so useless. He's just like a confused old man. Yes, like I'm going to run. But I'm wearing a coat that is so long if I move too slightly I'm going to trip over it. So grungy. Yeah. Wasn't this guy also, didn't he become the new transporter? What? Matt Go- uh, Luke Goss? Yeah. I'm not sure. Because I know they did like another movie and then they had like a TV series. Yeah, I don't think he was in the TV series. He's a poor man's enough Jason Statham. Yeah, but he made all his money <laughs> in music. Is Jason Statham British or Australian? British. Is he? Mm-hmm. It's maybe it's just because he's so angry <laughs> that he seems Australian. 
He was in Hitman Reloaded. He was in Tekken. There's a movie, a Tekken movie? <laughs> there was a Tekken movie. That's got to be bad. Um, doesn't look like he was in Transporter. Hmm. I'm going through all this stuff. I mean, he's been in a lot. Jesus. Vicious. Just pitched through it. And look at his blood. Yeah, it's green. He looks like Danny DeVito at the end of Batman Returns. (laughs) (laughs) His blood is he's slime. He could be he could be used in the Nickelodeon Awards. Yes, he could. (laughs) How come he doesn't set on fire? He just turns to, like, stone. And she's like, I had nothing to do with this. And he's like, I'm going to kill you anyways. Yeah, kill me too. He was in Death Race. Offer yourself. Uh, Yeah, he is in Death Race. That's the Jason Statham vehicle he took over. (laughs) And she looks a little bit like Jennifer Beals. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. He's crouched like a gargoyle. Yeah, even when I watched this in theater, I thought, like, why the fuck is she letting herself be killed? It doesn't make any sense. Guilt. Aw, broke his sword. Ew. Like, you could have probably been over there, Blade, ripping his head off. This is just this is like a cat fight. Yeah, yeah, it's like a high school. Yeah, it's like just hustle. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, fight you behind the bike sheds after class. (laughs) What the heck was the point of that? (laughs) I just put my hand in your face, (laughs) and I did a hero landing. You know the one they always say is gonna just break your knees. Absolutely. Superhero pose. <laughs> yeah. The superhero landing that is at least once in every single superhero movie. What's that door made out of? It's like aluminum foil. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or the um or the slightly toughened foil that you get in one of those ready mate ready meals that you shove in the yeah. oven. <laughs> Imagine being elbowed in the chest so hard you spit out blood. Jesus. Yeah. This fight is a bit meh. Yeah, what happened to we have the same goal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we'll just kill each other for no reason. He's giving him the Heimlich maneuver. 
but he's well, his hands are a little bit low. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta weaken you. This is a very violent date. <laughs> it's like you didn't even buy me dinner. Oh, yeah. bone sticking out. Mm-hmm. What oh, the hell is the point? What is the point of this? The, 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 with the hand. He like re-snapped his bone into place and then punched. <laughs> yeah, but he did it before he did the other part, the first punch. Yeah. <laughs> he hadn't broken his arm. At- oh my God. That's Harry Potter graphics. That's what I call that. Yeah, that is bad. <laughs> that doesn't look like it would hurt anybody. <laughs> like That looks like you could throw it on me and I'd be all right. <laughs> Yeah, but it's all sharp edges. I guess if that's true. Blades like, don't worry, I'm gonna stab you. Just... Yeah, I'm gonna finish my dad's job now, even though I hated him and I killed him. <laughs> Sucking that thing back into his mouth like spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this date isn't ending as they anticipated. He's like, what oh. the fuck, dude? I thought we were friends. Yeah. <laughs> thought we were just roughhousing a bit. Yeah. This is how it is when, like, brothers fight. Eventually someone gets seriously injured and then oh my gosh shit. <laughs> we gotta my, explain this to mom. <laughs> you say that though. Me and my sister used to play fight. Yeah. And my sister ended up in hospital with a cracked head, a um cracked chin. <laughs> oh, he just killed himself. Broken nose. <laughs> My brother, see, my brother would end up in the hospital with things like that, but he did them all to himself. Like, none of it was from ever the fact that we were beating the shit out of each other constantly. Yeah, these. Uh, why is his death so. <laughs> Dramatic. <laughs> so slow. Yeah. Why does he get blue fire? So yeah. many rules. <laughs> there are no rules. That's the thing. So many inconsistencies. Because <laughs> everyone else was red. So why is he this purpley bluey color we just saw a man turn into a statue and, and all of us yeah and all of a sudden he's like right i'm fine now i'll go and get yeah. my coat he's like i'm still working off that blood and hang on a sec she's still alive yeah well why would that even kill her like shouldn't i guess she's going to turn into a vamp the one of those vampires now if he doesn't like kill her yeah Like, but of I course just, she's, I don't know. I feel like she's not wearing a bra. Like, we're like, do you really need like a, a half a love story in this movie? Like, it's just okay. that she's female, doesn't have a male counterpart, and is in close proximity to Blade that they treat her like a love interest, but if they don't have that, a relationship at all. But we had the love interest, him and her, her brother. They were the love. In, <laughs> they were the love. They were the love story. That is true. And it ended with betrayal. And this is just like his gal pal. 
Yeah, and he's just going to leave her out to die in the sunlight. But of course, Whistler has to come and follow him. Yeah, look at him. He's like, I need a fucking cigarette. <laughs> this has been a day. Only one. I need a cigarette and a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> Yeah, see, this is the romanticism of it. Oh, look, I'm seeing a first, my first ever sunrise. Poof. He's like, oh, yeah, I see these all the time. <laughs> yeah, this is nothing special for me. And, oh, look, it's all in slow-mo. Every single piece of skin is peeling off <laughs> one by She's one. He's in slow-mo. He's in normal speed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's, it's like, I'm just brushing the embers off, darling. Don't worry about it. She looked like when her skin came off, it looked like she was made out of dragon fruit. <laughs> it did a bit, I have to say. Oh, um, a man alone. <laughs> She's like, that's that's that then. Maybe some McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> oh, and he's now in London. Is it still like that there? There's still like porn theaters and stuff. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I have to be honest. I don't go to London very honest, uh, very often. But there are still parts of London that are a bit like that. And oh look, it's Bill Bailey. Why would a vampire need to go into like a, a nudie booth? He has razor blades and tissues. Am I supposed to believe he's going to like cut his penis? <laughs> End of the movie. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, written by David S. Goyer, who did yeah work on Batman v Superman. That's nothing to be proud of. Suicide Squad, yeah. <laughs> and again, nothing to be proud of. And Emmerich as well. Heavy arid, the mm-hmm. producer that keeps making mistakes in Spider-Man movies. <sighs> well, I have a lot to say about the the, the um, franchise. <laughs> the credits are really long on this film. Yeah, and kind of basic for a movie that had so much CGI. <laughs> yeah, but then it's almost like they went, "Okay, we spent all our money on the film and the special effects." So let's get a rubbish song. Yeah. Let's get this over with as <laughs> and, quick as possible. <laughs> and play everything, play the entire credits in blood red. That's not even really blood red. Yeah. It's kind of an it's a weird font. Yeah, it's <laughs> like an... r- Russian mixed with just regular like <laughs> Times New Roman. Roman. <laughs> <laughs> what I I mean, the thing with this is the color's not even red, red. It's almost like an off-brand red. Yeah. Which is a bit weak and disappointing. Oh, God, the soundtrack. That's the thing. The soundtrack to the first one was really good. And it fitted the film. But this one was a bit too much stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 being polite. it's still like a, it's a competent movie, but I don't. People will say like, "Oh, Blade Two is the best one in the franchise," and I don't, I don't get it. 
Like Blade is Blade is the best one. Are you kidding me? Who says Blade Two is the best? Lots of people, kind of like people like that'll say Iron Man Two is the worst out of the franchise, and not Iron Man Three. People will be like, "Oh yeah, Blade 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 is good, but Blade Two is better." It's the same type of people that say Ninja Turtles Two is better than Ninja Turtles, and it's absolutely which not. Ninja Turtles though. Uh, the original. So isn't that Return of the Ooze is Ninja Turtles Two? Ninja Turtles Two is uh. Yeah, uh, Secret of the Ooze. Secret of the Ooze. Vanilla Ice. <laughs> oh, God. And people just like look back at it and go, it's better. And it's like, no, you just liked it better when you were a kid because it's yeah. more childish. But the first movie is better. Like, go back and watch them both. The first one's like adult. And I love it so much. That's why there it was our so second many... episode ever. <laughs> That's the thing. There are so many films that you watch and you think, I mean, I'd never, ever say it's like the Matrix trilogy. I cannot watch past the first one. I yeah, can't yeah, watch I don't, I don't the like second the or the third. Two. I actually, I went and saw the third one in the cinema, and when I saw it, they split it into two. Oh, they really? had an intermission in the middle, which is really unusual, but I think it's because it was quite a long film. It is pretty long. Really and I long. persuaded my friend to leave during the intermission. <laughs> Couldn't sit through the rest of the film. I don't like them. I don't like the aesthetic at all. I don't. It's too preachy. Yeah, I felt they were trying to do the whole modern messiah thing. Well, and that just just the look of it alone, I don't like. Let alone like the overcomplicated story and the and the yeah the whole Christ symbolism and everything. It's like the first one looks real, like it looks like it's set in real life. The second two are just so overproduced yeah. and shiny that it's just like the fir- that's the thing. The first one has that for me. The best scene is the lobby. With yeah. music and the sound. It's uh, last year uh, when there were no films coming out in the cinema. Our local cinema, the one that's 100 and something years old, 111, they had a few weeks when we, when they were open where they were showing old films. And I encouraged my nephew to go and see Matrix in the cinema. He said to me, but I've seen The Matrix. I've seen it loads of times. And I said, seriously, go and see the film in the cinema because that one scene makes going to see it in the cinema so worthwhile. Yeah, I I really wish I had seen the first one in the theater. My brother and my mom went and saw it and I had I had somehow not seen any commercials for it even though I had watched TV constantly. It was just like one of those movies I missed. So when I'm... it came out my brother was all excited for it. He's like, "I want to see the Matrix." I'm like, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." <laughs> But I went and saw it with a friend. It when it came out, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" <laughs> yeah, it really inspired. It was really philosophical, and I was doing philosophy at the time, and I had a massive philosophical discussion with my friend after we'd seen it. We sat in the car park after we'd seen the film, digesting it because there was so much in it that made you really think. That yeah. whole are you really within something else? Yeah, if you think about that story like too long and too in depth, it'll start oh, yeah. fucking your head. <laughs> <laughs> There's no denying that it really will. But it was it was something different. It was so different to everything else that had come yeah. out. I mean, to be fair, that year was a pretty good year for films anyway. But it was so different to everything that cinematically it was a stunning thing to watch. And the way that they blended the swish of the coat with the, the bullets littering the floor and everything as they were firing. And I said, yeah. all I said to my nephew was, 
if you go and see anything in the cinema and you've got the opportunity to go and see it, honestly, that film is worth seeing in the cinema no matter how many times you've seen it because that one scene is perfect on a big screen. It is. That whole sequence, yeah. Yeah, so it's amazing. This is fucking, like, all the way until the end is great. Yeah, the soundtrack, everything fits it so perfectly. Every single move. The slow-mo in that is not as, it's nowhere, this, the slow-mo in Blade 2, off-putting. <laughs> Massively off-putting. I mean, when they fall slowly in that fight at the club, you just... This hand in its yeah, facepalm moment. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so unnecessary. But when you see the slow mo in the fight on the the roof in Matrix, it is perfect. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it, yeah, it's always weird when they do things and then they can't duplicate it as well in films. Yeah, because I mean, the Wachowskis did an amazing job with that film, but I think that. I'm not looking forward to Matrix 4. Yeah. I think it's unnecessary. And I, to be honest, to be honest, I think that Matrix should have been a standalone film and that would have been it. Yeah. If you had left it where it was, it would have been, I would have been fine with it. I feel like I still watch the first one like it is just one movie. Yeah. So do I. It's like, that's it. That is the end of it. It's a per, it's the right ending. It didn't need any more than it had. Yeah. I and I think <laughs> I wouldn't even mind it. Like I don't need him flying at the end of the movie either. Oh, that that bit was a bit cringe. Like if they took that out, like uh, that scene, like set up all of like the failures for the second one. Yeah, his, like, he didn't need to be voice... fucking Superman. Exactly, his voiceover at the end should have been it. There should have been none of the "I'm Superman" taking off and flying yeah. away. There was no need for that. It literally could have ended on his voiceover saying how things were. Well, it's, if, it's also the fact, like, if Neo is the chosen one, the chosen one can, like, manipulate the Matrix in whatever way it wants. Why doesn't he do even more cool shit? <laughs> like, why is it he's just, he's a good fighter and he can fly? Like, why isn't he shooting lasers out of his fucking eyes or hands or, like, like making things appear out of nowhere? Like, why is it? That's been, I think the lasers out of the eyes has been copyrighted by DC. <laughs> yeah. But just, like, why is it, why does he have unlimited power that is still at the same time, at the same point, limited? Like, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't it, make any sense. There are certain things, I think there are certain things within that particular genre in general that don't make any sense. I mean, if you look, if you ripped apart all of the things that Thor can do or Steve Rogers can do or even, I mean, the thing that makes me always makes me laugh is Bucky Barnes because Bucky Barnes was a kid. <laughs> yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden yeah. he's a, a soldier. And I mean, there have been so many different incarnations of every single character. Yeah. I was watching, uh, I said I was watching Space the other day and he's talking about, Captain, he was talking about Captain Marvel and <laughs> he was saying, oh, we, they were playing Scrabble. And he said, oh, that well, that's what Captain Marvel says with Shazam on the board. It's like, yeah, uh, this was obviously before they had to um, <laughs> change his name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, before they <laughs> fucked up and let the rights slip. Yeah, but th that kind of thing, it's like if he has all these powers, all of these people, I mean, <sighs> seriously, 
I watched Shazam for the first time a couple of weeks ago because it's on Prime over here at the moment. And all I could think was they gave all that power to a kid. Yeah. What yeah. the heck? I, I still were they thinking? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, geez, they give it to a kid. It's kind of, it's almost like um, Tom Hanks' character in Big. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, there are so many, if you watch that film as an adult, there are so many questionable things in that film. Yeah, that you don't a even lot think about as a child. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. as an adult, I'm like, their his relationship with this lady is very weird. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't know he's a child. Yeah, that's true. But does that take away her responsibility for the whole consent issue? <laughs> yeah, it, it becomes you, very blurry in today's. <laughs> yeah, if you take if you take world. things too far and you look at things too deeply, you take away your enjoyment of them. And yeah. I think that's, I would say that's what you have to do with this Blade film, is you have to not look at it quite so deeply, but at the same time, it wasn't as good as the first one. And I think it had yeah. a budget, which is disappointing, but they spent it all on CGI, which they didn't need. Well, it's kind of like, uh, what is it? It's like from Terminator to Terminator 2. Oh, Terminator 2 was amazing, though. Terminator 2 is amazing. But it's like a shift from like a horror movie to an action movie. Yeah, because like the was first Terminator, there's a lot of like horror elements. Like there are parts that are supposed to scare oh, you. The the bit and, that always gets me is when he's standing in that bathroom and he has to take his eye out and he yeah. slices. Oh, that every time I watch that, it makes me sort of wince and shudder a little bit. Yeah, but then like the same with Blade. Like the first Blade, like it isn't scary, but there are like. Cool. horror elements to it like it is supposed to be a vampire movie the second yeah. one it doesn't there are vampires literally in every single scene but it doesn't seem like a vampire movie but they're comic vampires i think that's the problem they and it's because none of funny. them are actually drinking blood the only people that are attacking people are these fucking weird new vampires yeah and they are odd as hell so it's more like a monster movie than a vampire movie yeah but it's also a monster movie in the scale of it's a 15 rather than an 80 or an R rather than a NC-17. Yeah. And I think that's the issue with it. They made it for a broader audience. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like once it's popular, they can be like, well, let's let's figure out a way to get this to mass audiences. Now. Well, it's going to be interesting when they do the remake. When they do the reboot, because obviously that's going to be part of the MCU. So are they going to make that? a what are they they're a a 12a over here yeah it's gonna be P, yeah pg-13 how here. are they gonna how are they gonna achieve that with blade yeah i don't know like i said this on somebody else's podcast the other day like i don't want an i don't want a pg-13 blade i want a rated r blade like i don't want vampires if they're not gonna be ripping people apart and stuff that's the, i mean morbius is the other probably the other well-known vamp vampiric character in D in a marvel and obviously that's owned by sony so we haven't got much hope there <laughs> yeah that's, that's awful but it's true they destroyed that with the casting but 
it's going to be interesting to see how they translate because his story is pretty dark too. So it's going to be yeah. interesting to see how they translate that onto screen. He was always one of my favorite characters, to be fair. I liked Morbius. But... I don't think that movie looks awful, but it, I don't think it looks great either. <laughs> yeah, but then it's suffering from the same curse as Venom did. Yeah. Yeah, of just kind of throw it out there and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the preview for the most recent Venom. Yeah, it looks like the same exact movie. Isn't it, isn't it, um, let there be carnage or something? Yeah. And oh, like I watched it, I watched the promo and I noticed one of the guys from Geek Hops had posted, oh, I've just seen this. And it was like, yeah, my immediate thought when I saw it was meh. It doesn't look like it's going to be anything special. And they've got, the problem is they're using such a good cast and they're misusing them. Yeah. I didn't mind the first one. When I walked out of the theater, I was like, that was okay. And it could probably have a really, a lot better sequel. But it doesn't look like it's going to be better. It looks like it's going to be like the same level and quality. And it's like, that's a movie where I do want you to up the budget. And give yeah. it like so it can have better CGI and like the characters can look better. <laughs> That's the thing though. When you watch it, do you really want to go to a, go to the, the movies and come out have and say, "Oh, that was an okay movie"? Is that the yeah. reaction that they want you to have? Yeah, no, that's not. That's not. But they also seem to only really care about money because. Like that movie did well financially. It didn't do well critically, but that doesn't stop them from making another movie. Uh, that is true. I think that's it's the same in a weird way with books. When you read a book, you've bought it. Therefore, whether you read it or enjoy it doesn't really matter because the bottom line's already been met. So when people go to the cinema and they see a movie and they come out of there thinking, oh my God, that was absolute and utter tripe. They've already got your money. So why yeah. do they care what you think? Yeah, they don't give a shit. It's the same with ratings on a TV show. You've watched it to find out how crap it was. Yeah. <laughs> They've got your ratings already. They've already got your viewer number. So it doesn't matter if you hated it. And it doesn't matter if you trash it on Twitter. That is true. Yeah. But it does matter when it comes to making sequels. <laughs> like you, you, you want people to kind of enjoy it so that they'll like... like Avatar was the biggest movie in history, but nobody gives a fuck about Avatar. So they're making all these sequels, and it's like, I'm sure Disney will figure out a way to make them make that type of money. But I think the issue with Avatar is they waited too long. Yeah. Like, I don't know what type of marketing they're going to do, but like, most people like you and me don't give a shit about seeing four more Avatar movies. <laughs> like I only I didn't actually see the first one until it had been out for about three years. Oh really? I saw it in I the really, kind of late and I was just like, this what's the big deal? <laughs> I really didn't care. I mean it's be- it's beautiful to look at, won't deny that. It is a stunning film to look at, but James Ca- I think the best thing James Cameron did was Terminator. And Dark Angel, but (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it. I like that. I I think that was cancelled way too soon. But I don't, I'm one of these people that watched Titanic and thought, "Eh, okay, whatever. 
So yeah. she spent her entire life mourning a guy, despite the fact that she had a family, she had children, she got married, settled down. And then she throws this diamond that she could have probably lived off for her entire life yeah. <laughs> right over the side of the ship. Seriously, what was the point of that film? Yeah, it is true. Like it's a well, like of course it's a well-made movie and stuff, but yeah, I don't I don't I don't like that like that started him on this path of like, oh, I can um every movie I make, I'll spend 10 years making it. Yeah, I'll make an <laughs> like, epic. How would you make something else, dude? Like most people can bang out a movie in a few months. <laughs> like what the yeah. fuck is taking you so long? You mean Michael Bay? Yeah, <laughs> but let's uh, as we're talking about movies and that that people, what their thoughts are on them. Let's let's see what the fans had to say about Blade Two. Oh God! <laughs> this is a segment we call the best of the bad, where we read one star Amazon uh, IMDb reviews. Oh, I love those. I, I love really long ones though, so we'll do some yeah. short. Some of these, I don't know how people read, like. Why are you writing twelve paragraphs on why you don't like Blade Two? Like, don't you have anything better to do? Uh, it does make me laugh when people spend that much time. They obviously take forever writing the. They really think about it. Yeah, and it's it's quite amusing. So let's uh, let's do a few of these. What? This is from two thousand two, just... so this must have been right when the movie came out. Oh my god! I'm just there's a. <laughs> this is funny. I'm just looking at one of the top reviews, and he wrote paragraph after paragraph after paragraph, and says an imaginative, awesome, the best stylish action film ever made. Oh Jesus! No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you say so. <clears throat> uh, right. <laughs> so. Uh, this one is entitled "What a Mess." It's from November 9th, two thousand two. It said it was uh, it was not what I expected, and after thirty minutes, my wife asked me to stop this mess. She was going to be sick, and me too. This is absolutely a catastrophic movie, and I never thought that this would happen for a sequel. But what we learn about this is not new. The sequels are. Every time, a bad copy of the first one. I have to admit that I like the first film. I imagined to see something on the nicest place in the world that is Prague and where the film has been turned. Instead, from the beginning, it is always dark and there are too many stupid and unnecessary brutal scenes. There is no suspense and the special effects seem to, to not be real. I highly recommend to stay far away from this one. Sorry. There is no place for it in the best of DVD collections. Zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Snipes needs to retake acting class. Total disappointment. Wesley Aww. Snipes' performance in this sequel of Blade is totally amateur. His fight scenes show that he really knows nothing of martial arts, which actually we know is rubbish. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love the first Blade film when Snipes still knew how to act. <laughs> or maybe the job was given to the wrong director. Apart from computer effects on top of more computer effects, there is nothing in this movie worth watching. I wouldn't say that the computer effects were worth watching. Don't, don't waste your money renting or buying the DVD. This was written 6th of September 2002. <laughs> this one is entitled Bites. I like the pun work there. 
It says uh, spoil warning spoilers. I like how some of these say them, even though they don't cons- they don't consist of any spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> it says Blade Two chokes. Nice practice. Uh, he put nice particle effects. <laughs> I love when people do it and fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the story was rubbish. One trite fill a kung fu fighting vampire scene to another. This film has a <laughs> the consistency of lard. <laughs> Ouch. Wesley Snipes did okay in this uh, this time around. If it weren't for the, this guy's making some spelling mistakes. If it weren't for the stagnant script, boyish scheme, and stupid plot twists, guess what? The new kid who helps Blade fight vampires is really a vampire ghoul. Lame. (laughs) This film could have been so much more, and it hurts to admit I was actually looking forward to seeing it. And then, as always, at the bottom, four out of eight people found this helpful. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do find this quite funny. If it were a bit better, it would just be insipid. That's one of my favorite <laughs> words. <laughs> one out of ten, tenth of November, two thousand and two. Let me start out by saying I love vampire movies. This could have been written by me. They are my favorite film genre. I see, buy, or rent all I can find. This is the only vampire film I've found to be totally unwatchable. Then you clearly have not seen Once Bitten. Literally, (laughs) I couldn't watch the whole thing. Don't waste your time. For all its production values, which are fairly good, the total lack of a story or a discernible plot makes this one the king of the stinkers. Don't waste your time. (laughs) Oh, my God. The one beneath it is even better, though. Go for it. I am am not a happy camper. (laughs) If I could give this film a negative score, I would. It was wretched. Completely and totally wretched. The only thing that could possibly be worse than the acting was the actual content of the film. Blood, guts, more blood, guts. Unless you are a diehard fan of swords, blood, pain and suffering, do not see this film. <laughs> if you were a die this is the bit that makes it best though. If you are a diehard fan of swords, blood, pain and suffering, you might need to seek counseling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best one. <clears throat> oh, that was brilliant. <clears throat> well, we'll end with this one. It's really long, but I'm only going to read the first paragraph. <clears throat> this is from uh, April 17th of 2018. So, <laughs> more recent. recent. It's titled Painful. Uh, it says Blade is back in this much gorier and CGI ear sequel. <laughs> It's more of the same garbage, but with a pinch of dog excrement added. <laughs> well, they really didn't like it, did they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. And that's the best of the bad. I love that segment so much. <laughs> People say it's the best shit ever, <laughs> especially when they hate something. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that, yeah, I, I don't think they're wrong. I think they're being a bit unfair with their scores, but I don't think they're wrong. Yeah, maybe a little over dramatic, but they're not, they're not wrong. <laughs> Especially seeking counseling. <laughs> but Ray, this was amazing, as I knew it would be. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me. My absolute pleasure. It's great fun to 
watch a film. I haven't seen it in a while. It was great fun to watch it and commentate over it. Yeah, I don't even remember the last time I saw this movie. It was a long time ago. But uh, before we leave, why don't you tell everybody about your amazing show and where they can find you on all your social medias? Okay, well, my podcast is called Not Before Coffee, purely because I survive on it. And if I didn't have it, I wouldn't be able to actually function at all. I get out of bed and the first thing I do is make coffee. So that's where the title came from. And I talk (laughs) about uh, TV, film, books, because I'm a huge reader, and about mental health, because it's something that I feel is really important. I don't think people talk about it enough. I know that we talked about things beforehand, and it's one of those things that people are a little bit, I don't think, afraid to talk about, but there are some stigmas attached to it, and there shouldn't be any more. So I talk about my personal experiences, and every episode is a mix of multiple things. It comes out every Thursday, though I'm on a break, and the first episode of season two on the 27th of May, so not that long to wait. No. I know, coming soon. And you can find me over on Twitter at need underscore three underscore mugs. I'm pretty active over there, to be fair. And yeah, she is. <laughs> I'm very active over there, to be fair. And on Instagram at not before coffee podcast. All one word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is amazing. And if you have a podcast, make sure you follow her because she is one of the most helpful and supportive people in the entire world. Hey, I try and help people so they help me. Well, yeah. <laughs> symbiotic relationships, I suppose. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you can find this show on Twitter, FMBN Podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram, FMBN, the number four in the letter U. We have merch on our merch store, which is uh, fmbn.threadless.com. What else? We will be back on Monday. With X Men, I believe the first X Men movie. Oh, I movement rolling on. Yeah, I love that movie. So yeah, look forward to that. So I'm Josh, and I'm Ray, and this is the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast signing off. Stay nerdy, my friends. Yay! That's our first British stay nerdy, my friends. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>